Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will Welcome to Text Talk. We're so glad that you've tuned in for this conversation on Acts chapter 23. Uh, we've been having some really great conversation this week, looking at the Apostle Paul and his time before the Sanhedrin Council. And today we find out... What happened next? Edwin, what is our text for today? We're going to be reading from Acts chapter 23, verses 12 through 22. I am reading from the English Standard Version. When it was day, the Jews made a plot and bound themselves by an oath, neither to eat nor drink till they had killed Paul. There were more than 40 who made this conspiracy. They went to the chief priests and elders and said, We have strictly bound ourselves by an oath to taste no food till we have killed Paul. Now, therefore, you, along with the council, give notice to the tribune to bring him down to you, as though you were going to determine his case more exactly, and we are ready to kill him before he comes near. Now, the son of Paul's sister heard of their ambush, so he went and entered the barracks and told Paul. Paul called one of the centurions and said, Take this young man to the tribune, for he has something to tell him. So he took him and brought him to the tribune and said, Paul the prisoner called me and asked me to bring this young man to you as he has something to say to you. The tribune took him by the hand and going aside asked him privately, What is it that you have to tell me? And he said, The Jews have agreed to ask you to bring Paul down to the council tomorrow as though they were going to inquire somewhat more closely about him. But do not be persuaded by them for more than forty of their men are lying in ambush for him who have bound themselves by an oath neither to eat nor drink till they have killed him, and now they are ready, waiting for your consent. So the tribune dismissed the young man, charging him, Tell no one that you have informed me of these things. Boy, we've got some intrigue here, don't we? Forty men take a vow. That's a kind of a small army to stir up an uprising right here in the environs of the temple. But the Lord is looking out for Paul. You know, I want to back up just a bit, maybe just a verse uh, from where we started our reading. Because in verse 11, that night the Lord stood by him, by Paul, and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for as you have testified for me in Jerusalem, so you must also bear witness at Rome. The Apostle Paul had been getting messages from prophets like Agabus saying that, Nothing but chains lies before you. I mean, and he is resolute. He's going to go. He's going to make his defenses. But here he's getting assurance from the Lord. This is not your last stop. You're not going to die here in Jerusalem. Well, I've maintained all the way along, and I still believe that as Paul was on his way to Jerusalem, what he really thought was going to happen was he was walking in the footsteps of his Lord and Savior. He was going to Jerusalem where all the prophets die, Mm. and that's what was going to happen. And now he is informed something different. Mm -hmm. No, you're not dying here. You're moving on. Just as you have proclaimed my word here in Jerusalem, you are also going to get to do that in Rome. And what a fascinating way it ends up working out that he gets there. Well, I mean, it really is because what you have is this assurance from the Lord. You are going on to Rome. And where does the narrative go? There's 40 men in town who have decided basically within 24 hours, <laughs> uh, we're going to kill this guy. And we're not going to eat anything or drink anything until we do. We've made this 
vow. We've made this commitment. Not only did they make a vow, but you know, when, when you make a decision, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to supposed to tell somebody, right? And they'll hold you accountable. <laughs> and, and so they did. Yeah, and so who do they go and tell? That Well, they go and tell the same uh, corrupt officials, hey, get in on this with me. Uh, call him down. Right, and, and when you do, when he shows up, uh, we're going to we're going to kill him. We'll assassinate him in route or something like this. So here's one of the things I see, and I think this is fantastic, and that is the providence of God. That here is the Lord who uh, shares revelation with Paul. You're going to go on to Rome, and then we get this backstory. You know, meanwhile in another part of town, there's this conspiring um, vow made. We're going to kill this guy. But here, here's the providence. Paul's got a sister. I didn't know that. Sister's got a son. Well, that's cool. Sister's son catches wind of all this going on. And I don't know exactly how that worked. But of all the people to be in all the places to get the inside information on this conspiracy, right? There's the providence of God. And that son is willing to step up and do the right thing for Uncle Paul. And, uh, and and go to him and tell him that this is happening. What, what, what are we going to do about this? I have a tendency to think, and I could be completely wrong about this. This is 100% speculation. I, I have a tendency to think that the nephew must not have been a Christian. He must not have been a vocal, open supporter of Paul and his teaching, because otherwise, why would anybody talk about this in front of him? Mm. I, so I, I tend to believe that we've we've got a family member who has not gone along with Paul, at least not yet. Maybe mm. like the brothers of Jesus, while they were still while Jesus was still alive, yeah, who did possible. not believe. Right. But but he still loves and cares about Uncle Paul mm-hmm. and doesn't want to see him executed or killed. No, it doesn't. I, and I could be completely wrong about that. Maybe he is a Christian, and who knows how he heard this. But we do see God's providence that it's it's through these odd means, and we've seen that seen that with Paul several times. How, how does he get to have a proclamation of the gospel to a rioting mob just by being able to speak Greek to a Roman tribune? I mean, that's just an amazing thing. And here we have this next step. So God says, you're going to get to go to Rome. The next thing that happens is there's a conspiracy. But what that ends up doing is getting him to Caesarea, mm-hmm. not to Rome, at least right there. In yeah, that next and he's going to spend some time in Caesarea. He sure is. <laughs> So he's going to be there. He's going to be there for a while, but ultimately he knows he's going to get oh, to Rome. Yeah. I'm thinking about the vows and the oaths these fellow took. These fellows took. How many of them do you think died of dehydration within the next week? <laughs> well, I tell you, if someone was going to keep their oath, it should be forty out of forty, shouldn't it? It should be. Uh, unfortunately, we're not told that part. My guess is, though, that it, it didn't go down like that. Hmm. I think they probably broke that vow. And what are we supposed to do about vows and oaths? That, well, that's the we thing are I'm supposed to keep about. them. I, you know, you're you're absolutely right. When they're saying we have made this vow, we will not eat and drink until until Paul is killed. That's that's one of those deals. You know, what uh, I've lost the word, but the idea is that they're they're swearing on something that is so certain. <laughs> just the sun's going to rise in the east. You don't control whether or not the sun rises in the east, but just as certain as that. And and I'm going to eat again. I'm going to drink again. Well, you, you mentioned some, sometime earlier in this podcast about the within 24 hours. And I think that's probably right in their mind. I'll keep this vow because I know we're going to do this. We're yeah. going to do it within the next 24 hours. Yeah. I won't have to go very long without eating and drinking. 
but then everything went awry. It did. You know, they had a, pr- a pretty good plan, I think. And, you know, it, so what about men's plans? God said, you're going to get to Rome. But they had a pretty good plan. We'll get this guy in transit just kind of coming across town or maybe even across a courtyard. And we'll be able to seize upon him from all directions. And, you know, a couple of Roman guards are not going to stand a chance against 40 men. Uh, as we read about the transport in Caesarea a little later on in the chapter, the Romans weren't taking any chances. They had like 200 men to transport Paul, and all of a sudden, nobody's getting near him. Yeah, uh, Totally two, thwarted. 200 soldiers with 70 horsemen and 200 spearmen. Yeah. Now, I, who is this guy? You I'm, know, you, you, you'd think that the emperor's coming to town with that kind of an entourage. If I'm counting that right, that sounds like 470 people to protect Paul from the 40 Jewish assassins. Yeah. You know those guys looked at all of that entourage, and then their stomach grumbled. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, oh. <laughs> so these guys clearly made rash vows and rash oaths, and obviously there's 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 never an excuse for us to make an oath that we're going to kill somebody. I mean, no, that's no, obvious, no, that's, so, but that's, that's not the thing I want to talk about. I do want to write wrong. <laughs> I do want to talk about taking oaths and vows and what the scripture demonstrates to us about keeping our word. That we should be people of integrity. And we find uh, teaching along these lines throughout the scripture. I know you've got a a passage in mind coming from Ecclesiastes about this. Not going to steal that thunder. I know we're going to talk about it in just a minute. Uh, But, you know, I've been doing some teaching on the uh, Sermon on the Mount here lately. And when you're a hammer, everything looks like my thumb. I think that's how... (laughs) I think that's how that goes. Anyway, so the Lord did some teaching about O's and about that his people, disciples, Christians, are supposed to be people of integrity. And then we've talked in the podcast this week about um, echoes of the Lord's rebuke against the Pharisees, the whole whitewashed, right? And that was against the Pharisees in the Lord's language. The O's. The Pharisees were uh, masters at these complicated oaths, which in their verbiage became ways to lie and to cheat and to not keep their word. Uh, What does the Lord teach his people in Matthew 5, verse 37? Let your yes be yes and your no, no, for whatever is more than these is from the evil one. That when a Christian speaks, there's the oath, there's the covenant, um, he's going to do what he says. Um, oh, that, I mean, that was kind of what you were thinking about. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you're worried what I was thinking about. Um, I mean, I don't know if you can say you didn't steal my Ecclesiastes 5 thunder, but back in Ecclesiastes 5, what, what God said there was, if you're going to take a vow, keep your vow. Keep your vow. It's better for you not to vow than to vow and not pay. Jesus steps that up a notch as he highlights whether or not you've taken the vow. It's better for you to not speak than to speak and not do what you said. Yeah. And that's that's what we're supposed to be seeing here. These guys offer this extremely rash vow. And, and it's not just a rash vow just because it didn't happen. It was a rash vow for them because what they were vowing was sinful. It was. And, and I know there were aspects. take a vow of, to murder someone. I, I know there were aspects of the law that I think would allow you out of an unlawful vow. And I'm sure they could get out of that once they realized it. But, but they would only realize that if they were going to accept the Messiah and realize that Paul was a, an ambassador of the Messiah. I doubt they did that either. Yeah. For us, the message is 
when I have committed myself, I keep my commitments. Yeah. Let my yes be yes, my no be no. Don't don't make these crazy vows, but recognize that even if I haven't given a vow, when I commit, when I speak, my word binds me. Amen to that. And I think that there's an excellent lesson here to be made that if I'm going to keep my word, I should think well through before I speak. Yeah. I mean, it, to, to pause on this again with the Paul situation, you pointed it out. They want to do something completely sinful. Maybe you ought to think through whether or not you want to do something completely sinful. The this week, in my mind, seems to have had a theme of honesty. And actually, that's going to continue tomorrow and what we're going to be talking about in the next episode. Jackson's going to be helping me with that one. But there's there's this theme of honesty this week because we've got the Pharisees who were, or excuse me, the priest that was the whitewashed wall with the hypocrisy. Right. <clears throat> we've got the idea that Paul wanted to live with a good conscience, so be mm-hmm. sincere and honest. Of course, he made some mistakes on that because his conscience wasn't always the best guide. We've got the idea of the the Pharisees and the Sadducees and their disagreement about the Word of God and, and being dishonest about what the Word of God says and ignoring mm-hmm. some of it. And now we're to this idea of making commitments and speaking and living by what we've said. The Psalms said, was it, uh, hmm, I wish I'd thought about this before we got the microphones turned on. Is it Psalm 14 or Psalm 15 that talks about whoever lives in the holy hill, holy hill of God is the one who swears to his own hurt but continues? I recommend starting in Psalm 1 <laughs> and sending us an email when you find it. So it's texttalk at christiansmeetheer.org. It's in there, though. <laughs> So the idea that when I have made my statement, when I have committed, I need to let my yes be yes, my no be no, I need to be honest, and I don't need to be one of these people that says I have to, only when I have stacked my words with vows and oaths do I have to keep it. Right. That's that's the kind of honesty that the Lord is asking of us. And I know that's a thing that I have to be careful of because I don't know how many times I double book. Oh. I double book. I just want to be pleasing to people. And mm-hmm. so they've asked me to do something and I say, I'm going to do it. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll do it. It'll be taken care of. And then I'm calling them up. I'm really sorry. I double booked. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to act like, oh, egregious sin. We're all rotten, awful people when we do that. But it's that's the thing that reminds me of. I, I need to be careful. My commitments, my word, because my word is supposed to be my bond. I, I'm supposed to keep the commitments let your yes be yes your no be no as andrew said you can contact us let us know what you're reading what you're learning whether it was psalm 14 or 15 about swearing to your hurt but continuing it you find that let us know or even acts 23 if you've read that recently text talk at christiansmeethere.org wrap us up in a prayer our great god and father lord thank you for today thank you fathers we've been reading through to think about the power of words and speech God, we want to know your will, that we might be able to speak it and teach it to other people, certainly to live it and walk in accordance. And Father, let that be with our words. Uh, Even if they are few, may they be true and bring glory to you, Father, and help us to abide by them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. 
You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day.